0: Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shir. Beginning tonight's shir in Simon Chav Zayin. We were in the middle of Siv Dalad. The last line of the Mechaber on page 72. So we'll read the Mechaber again. We'll review what we said uh, outside last night, and then we'll continue inside. The Mechaber says, A person should not have anything being a chatzitzah, being a separation between his tefillin and his body. It doesn't matter if it's a tefillin shayad or a tefillin shayarosh There should be no chatita between the tefillin and your body And then the Ramah writes <laughs> This is specifically referring to the tefillin meaning to the bias But when it comes to the straps There one doesn't have to be makbed so we discussed last night that the basis for this for this istir why there shouldn't be a chatzitzah, was based on the pesukin that by the shaliyat it says al yodecha which means on your hand there shouldn't be a chatzitzah. and by the tefillin sharoj it says beine necha so some rishonim understand between your eyes and there should be nothing separating between the between your eyes and the tefillin so there should be no no separation and then we said we discussed a, a little bit of a machlokas whether there should be. Uh, whether the ratsu itself would be a separation or not So we said, like, one should ideally not have the Ritsua underneath the shalyad Some say that that's okay But some say, min da eno chote, therefore it's not a problem Others say one should be makhvid And then we ended up yesterday That the Mishriburah brought in test Tesvav on page Lamed Zayin um, A shmooz from the mouth of Shekha that one should not grow his hair long We mentioned there were three problems One is just in general a yardaya problem that is gaivadik Number two will be a problem of a chazitza, and number three, it's hard to know that your tefillin are actually in the right location if you have a lot of hair going on. And now we're going to pick up in the Mishabura, We're up to Sif Te Tezayin, which is on page in the second to last small line. So we said in the Ramah, that dafka by the tefillin themselves, by the bias, that's what we're concerned about a chatzita. But when it comes to ritzuos, ain lahakel, we're not it Says the Mishabura, the Achronim Kosvu de ain lahakel koma krichos. The Achonim right that one should only be lenient by the wrappings. Like when you're wrapping it around the arm after the Shalyad is on, that's where the Rambo means that you could be lenient, that it's not a chasitza by the Ritzuos, only by the Krichos, when you're wrapping it around after the filling is in place. But those, that part of the Ritzuos that Shayat to the tying Yesh la Hachmir after Ritzuos. Then one should be Machmir even by the Ritzuos. In other words, when you're tightening the tefillin shalyat on your hand, so the ritzuah that's actually tightening the shalyat, there you should be makbed. That which the Rama says, you don't have to be makbed by the ritzuahs, that's talking about later down on your hand, when you're wrapping it around, nothing to do with the bias. there you don't have to be mapped. But where the actual bias is being attached by that ritzuah, that ritzuah one should be mapped on, and so too by the shalrosh, the, the, the entire ritzuah that's going around your head, that which is holding the bias on, holding the kshira on, so there one should be makbed. Says the Mishnah Berurah that if you cut through the hair of a and a wig on her head, and they write, the Achronim write a a Musar Shmuz, that by those people who put their tefillin on top of a wig or on top of a, a toupee so that's going to be a problem even if only the ritzuah is on the peh because that's a separation of what we just mentioned one should be mocked but on the ritzuah that's attaching the shalrosh to your head and therefore the ritzuah itself should not be on the peh there's a very important note over here from Rav Moshe Feinstein if you look at note number 17 he writes a person who lost his hair, he has no hair the zaros, and he puts on um, other hair he has attached to his head. He has reattached to his head, other hair. So Moshe, Since they're permanently attached to his head, the gan la, and also he doesn't plan on removing them. They're permanently placed in his head. So that's not considered a fatita if it's permanently ingrained into his head. but a person who just puts on a wig. And it's 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 removable. He puts it on because he lost his hair, Sira and he's able to take it off whenever he wants. Ya So then if he's in public he's in shul, he should put his fill and on top of the panachas without a bracha. when he gets home afterwards, Yasir I assume the reason is that in shul it should be embarrassing to be there without fillin' and he doesn't he always wears it in shul publicly. Therefore he can put the tefillin on top of the pyanocharis without a bracha in shul, and when he goes home he should put his tefillin on again with a bracha. But the achronim write very strongly that one should not put tefillin on when he has a paranocharis, because that would be a khatzitsa on the ritzuah that's keeping the sharosh on your head, and that is a problem like we're mentioning over here of Achronim. That only the ratsuo that's later on, that's just the krichos is okay, but not the ratsuos that are actually attaching the shayat or the sharosh to their makkum. Says the Mishra in the second wide line, Umikom makkum mashrim bidivere am Magin Avram v'chayodom. It is mashrim from the Magin Avram v'chayodom, Dim Yeishlo makabiroshu, if a person has a wound on his head, Virakbim makomshar ratsuos munachlam v'lobim komakatitza. Let's say a person has a wound on his head, not with a, the actual fila goes, but rather only with the ritzua goes. lania One can put the ritzuos on top of the bandage that's covering the makkah, or agabe kova or some kind of thin hat. He can't put the ritzua over that, according to the Magen Avraham Nachayodem ulevarech, and he could make a bracha. Even though there is a between his head and the ritzuos, that's only if it's by the ritzuos. Since in the place where the bias is, there is no chatzitza, so according to them it would be okay. So the only time you wouldn't be able to make a bracha, Or it'll be a problem, which will be the next Sif, is if the wound is going to be where the actual bias goes. But according to these achronim, according to the Mughan Avraham and the Chayodom, if a person has a wound on the side of his head, where only the Ritzua goes, but the place where the bias is going to be, will be directly on the head, he can put it on and he can make a bracha. The Chayn B'Shalyad, and so too they say when it comes to the Shalyad, if he has a wound, if he has a wound, even if it's in a place where we said before, Lefie, the other akron that one should should not have a chatiza there. But if he has a wound in the place where the the Ritzuas go to strap on the shalyad, muter hekef hakasher agabe The same thing, he would be allowed to put the ritzua that is attaching the bias to his arm around the bandage. But in this case where he's putting the villain on top of the bandage, again not the bias, just the ritua is going well on top of the bandage, assuming the bias is going to be in the right place, not on the bandage, he should still cover up the bias on top, like we always do by the sha'rosh by the shayad, because it says in the khalaos and the gmardashans and lola chairm low that it shouldn't be seen, it should always be covered. And therefore so that's what's coming out, Lufi the the Avram that both on the Shayad and the Sharosh, if a person has a wound and he needs to put a bandage over the place where the ritzuah is going to go, even though it's the ritzuah that's going to attach the tefillin to his arm or to his head, that is okay as long as where the bias is going to be. There is nothing blocking. He is allowed to make a bracha and put the tefillin on that way. And now in the case where there's a, where there's a wound on the actual mukham where the bias is going to go, that's halacha he, where the machabir discusses right now. So the machabir says in halacha he, back on top in the second line, Adam shehu olu l'nizilus. A person who is oval and the zealus, we'll see how the Mishabu touches that in a moment. And because of his wound, as we'll see, if we're going to require him to put his Twil and on top of his head, he won't put on at all. It's too painful for him, it's gonna to be too difficult. So Yesh Al Hakova He is allowed to put on his Twil and the Tvila itself, on top of a thin hat that is close to his head. And then he should cover it because of those who see People shouldn't learn from him And put on tefillin over something else And therefore if he needs to have a covering on his head And the tefillin on top He should make sure to put an additional covering on top So people don't see exactly what he is doing But that's what the Machaber says That he can't put the tefillin over a narrow A very thin covering that's covering the wound If he can't put the tefillin on otherwise But the Rambah writes those who do put tefillin on in this manner, lo al shorosh, they should not make a bracha on the tefillin shorosh. Rak al shayad lohaniach, just they should make a bracha on the shayad of lohaniach. and he would not make a bracha on the shorosh since the bias is not on the head, it's on top of something which is on top of the head. So the Mishabura explains what is this case, these old and is the zealous. So if you look in the Mishabura in Sivkotan Yudzai, and the Mishabura writes, he has some kind of pain or some kind of problem with his head. If he reveals his head, if he takes off this bandage that's on his head and he reveals it to the open air, it's, he's going to be damaged by the by the cold air. Since he is in a case of onus, he can rely on the Rashba, who holds that there is no concern for chitzitza. The Rashba holds there's no problem of chitzitza, and therefore he could do like the Rashba and put the tefillin on on top of the bandage that's there. Below neymar bein and obviously the Rashba holds that the drasha that we started off today with, that bein teaches me that it has to be between your eyes and directly on the the goof between your eyes that there shouldn't be a chatzitza. the Rashfa understands mm-hmm. The Rashfa understands when it says it's just telling you simply the place where it should be between the eyes, obviously off as we'll see, but between the eyes it's only telling us the place where it should be, not telling us anything about not having a chatzitza underneath and therefore in this case where he can't do it otherwise, he won't be able to put on the tefillin, he can rely on the Rashba and put the tefillin on top of the bandage that he has. Um, and this other Josh that we mentioned before, which is referred to it by the Shalyad, that it should be for you as a sign and not for others as a sign, which is a that it's telling us that it shouldn't be put over a garment, Lekob It's fill and sharosh. That Pasuk does not refer to the shorosh. The ksiv, the shorosh, it fill and sharosh. All the nations of the world should see that the name of Hashem is called upon you and therefore there is an Indian for the tefillin sheroj to be totally revealed and not to be covered. In any case, the tefillin would have to be covered because of people that could possibly see. shu If they don't realize that you're an honest, that you have the covering that's over the wound and they don't know there's a wound underneath it so they might think that a person can wear tefillin on top of a hat. And therefore, if one has to put on tefillin like this way, like the Rashba. So he could do it without a bracha like the Ramah said And he should cover it on top So no one sees it There's a very interesting note over here Note number 18 Which uh, Rav Shlomo Zaman Is a very interesting din from over here Look at note number 18 From here we could say Sheim ki mitzvah is the outgrowth of the fulfillment of a mitzvah. Yafoch adam la balmum will make a person into a balmum. Like over here, if he puts its full on the regular way, he's not he's not going to put it on. It's going to be too too, too painful and too damaging to his head. We see from here that a person is not Chayv to be mekayin in the Mitzvah Therefore Shlom Zaman Orbach learns from here A baby that is born With a slanted leg If they don't put his leg in a cast He will remain a balmum the rest of his life it's better to put his leg in a cast that will save him from becoming a baumun, will save his leg to be a proper leg, even though that will delay his meal at the proper time. That's what Shlomo Zammar learns out from here. The fact that we're pushing off the mitzvah of tefillin, even though here it's a little different, you have the rash for to rely on, but since we're leaving off the, the ikr shitas that we hold like, that one should put tefillin directly on the head, but because it will cause the person I don't know exactly what this disease or whatever this issue is but apparently Rosh Hashanah Zaman understands that it's something that's going to cause him to be a balmum, and therefore we say we don't want you to become a balmum. therefore you could skip the mitzvah if he many rishonim shown him and only rely on the rashba so Rosh Hashanah Zaman extends that and says therefore in the case of a Brismila, if you have a choice between saving the baby's leg by putting it in a cast right away and delaying the mila, apparently with the cast you can't do the mila. Better to put the leg in the cast and save the leg from becoming a balmum and push off the mila and not to the mila bismana. That's what Shomazalman says. Ask him. Let's go right there in the Mishibura. So the Machabir the, the said that if we'll require him to put on the tefillin Shorosh he won't put it on. Says the Mishabura. That's talking about in the mechaber the tefillin shorosh. What if we have the opposite? What if we have the wound on the on the on the shayad on the arm? If a person has a wound on his arm in the place where he's supposed to put the bias, the makam misbashetas b'cholat tiboras. We know that you have a certain area over the whole bicep, right? Lachachilu, we said you put it on the bottom half of the bicep. Lafid the gurah, you could even put it on the higher part of the bicep. So a person who can't put it on his bicep at all, his entire bicep, the entire raised area of the upper part of his arm has a wound. So muterlo laniach al he can put the tefillin, he can put the bias on top of the bandage. In lo sagi Hochi, if he has no other way to do it, he can put the tefillin on top of the bandage which is on his bicep. Below you and again like the Ramad told us by the Sharosh, you also in this case if you put in the filling on top of the bandage, you would not make a bracha. The Hadas Rova Poskim, the Because most poskim disagree with the Rashba and they hold the khatzitza is a problem, and therefore you not be the Mitzvah. So Avadha you can't make a bracha. al sharosh el and in this case, when you're not really putting on the shayat, you're putting on top of the bandage, in which case you can't make a bracha, it will be like we learned in the last semen if you only have a sharosh. We learned that you make two brachos on the sharosh, so therefore the person who's putting the shayat over the bandage would make both brachos on the sharosh, the lahaniyat and the al mitzvah But he must wear. An additional garment, even though he has the tefillin on top of the bandage, he must put an additional garment on top of the tefillin in order to cover it. Because it says by the it should be for you a sign. And we learn out from there, it should be a sign for you, not for others, that it shouldn't be seen. And therefore, even though it's on top of a, even though it's on top of the bandage, you still have to put a garment on top of the tefillin. This hat that you can put the tefillin on top is dafka when it's over a bandage. But to put the tefillin over your garment, because you have a wound, to put the tefillin over your garment. There are those who say it is forbidden even if you have a wound. Even if you're going to put another garment on top of it, but to put a garment underneath it to cover the wound is a problem. So we're coming out of the Mishabura that if you have a bandage on the shayat, then you can put the tefillin over the bandage without a bracha. But if you put a garment over the over the wound to put the tefillin shaliato, well, that's a problem. What's the difference whether it's a bandage or it's your garment? So if you look at note number nineteen, they explain it. Umish. Well, they don't explain it. They discuss a cast. Well, to see a cast, you'll we'll see the chilik very clearly. By a cast, Misha is roving the sunnah begabas. One whose arm is in a cast, the upper part of his arm is in a cast. So it's a machokes, kasu bishal shashubas minhas yitzok, and in the chokas yakov, shianiak asat svillun algabe gabas. You should put this villain on top of the carist, obviously without a bracha, but you should put it on. The eno eino doma lumisha miniach asatfill alakhalok. It's not like the Mishaburu is saying over here that you shouldn't put the twillin over your garment. Putting it over a carist is better. Kaven shagabas botulyad, that's the point the cast they're saying is, buttle to the arm. And that's what the bandage, which is covering the wound, is considered buttle to the arm. And therefore, you could put it's villain over a bandage, and you could put the villain, according to them, over the cast. But putting a garment there, the garment is not considered buttle to your arm, and that's not considered, it's villain is on your arm. This is not discussing a bracha, this is just not putting it on, is it being considered putting it on your arm or not? So according to these achronim, putting it on a cast is like putting it on a bandage, which is okay. It's not like putting it on your clothing. However, Meidach, on the other hand, the Shalosh Hashim of Yisrael, writes, She'ein la as a tefillin al-agabas, you should not put tefillin over a cast. Kavan she'ein agabas bot He says the gabas is not considered bot alayad. V'chein koser v'shalosh Hashim Mishnah lochos. She'kein she'agabas avos. Since the gabas is very thick, the godol, and it's very big, the no magish as hanachos and alayad, you don't even feel it on your arm. You shouldn't put it on at all. So that's about focus in the Akronim, whether one should put Philaan on his arm over a cast or not. But it seems to come out that if it's just a bandage, one could put it on without a bracha. If it's a garment, according to everyone, one shouldn't put it on over, over a garment. But over a cast, that's what we have this But again, the spirit of being, is it considered a bottle to the arm? So it's as if you put it on the arm or not. If you say the cast is considered a bottle to the arm, it's like a bandage, you could put it on. If you say it's since you can't feel it, and it's so hard, and it's so big, and therefore it's not like it's on your arm at all, then there would be no purpose in putting it on your arm. So, can uh, we discuss the ocean ultra- a situation where you have you have an arm missing or a hand missing, right? Yes. So what you do in this case? This is a temporary situation. You have a cast. You have a you know a wound. Right. So.
1: It does not change.
0: It does not change. We're, we're going to go more back into that in, 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 a, in a few moments. When we get to the next sith. You don't switch the other arm. Correct. Correct. You absolutely don't switch it to the other arm. Let's go right there. Ha'kova on your test. We'll take questions in a minute. So we said in the mukhaber. We, we said. We said that. Yeish lahatil shal rosh. You can put it on the thing. Thin covering, the thin hat that's close to the head, and cover it from those who see. So it says in Lanicham. Back to the Shorosh, the Mechavah, was talking about it It has to be that it's a thin hat that's covering the wound that you could put it on top of. But if it's a thicker covering, a thicker hat, it's Usher to put it on. Why? Why? Since, as we'll see later, the proper place to put the tefillin shayrosh is a place where the the soft spot on the baby's head, that's where we put it, in that place. And it's hard to get the exact spot when you have something that's hard over there. And therefore, only if you have a thin covering over the wound, you can put it on. But if it's thicker, one should not bother putting it on. It's hard to get the right place. Says the mishabura vaiter and sefkaton chov on that which the rambam said that if you do put it on on top of the banner that like the mechaber is talking about you should put it on without a bracha only make a bracha on the shal Says the mishabura v'yachaven lahoti ash when you make the bracha of Laniyat tefillin on the shal you should have in mind to cover also the shorosh. The belavhachi das haray poskim she'in mevarach al shnei malachas because as we learned the mechaber and many poskim hold. That always when you put on tefillin, you only make one bracha. And it covers the shayat and the sharoosh. And therefore, in this case, it's no different. You can't make a bracha on the sharoosh, even if you're an Ashkenazi. So you make a bracha on the shayat, and you have in mind, which we're supposed to always do anyway, even the fiyast. that we learned earlier in the Mishabuah, that l'haniyah tefillin goes on both. And our mitzvah is an additional bracha on the sharoosh. And therefore, if you can't make a bracha on the sharoosh, just make the bracha of la tefillin to cover the shayat and the sharoosh. <that- that I am the back of the at the very least, I guess it depends how bad the wound is, but at the very least, that during the time of Kriyashma and Shmonesre, one should try to remove this bandage and try to wear it in the proper place during that time. And I was thinking about it, Lacharah, he would not need a new bracha because he's already, to his bracha, when he makes the bracha, it would already cover it. So even, I would assume, even if he removes it afterwards, I don't know that he'd make a special bracha on the Shorosh could be lefid Ashenazim he would because we always have in mind the and Shorosh when we make the Earth, and we make another bracha on the Shorosh I'm not sure they don't discuss that, but at the very least, if if possible, to take off the bandage and have the tefillah directly on the head for at least that small amount of time of kriyashma and tefillah. Right. Um, yeah, is asking a good question. That by Shabbos when we say you can go out with your clothing on, so the reason is it's considered bottle to your goof. And here we're saying that uh, you can't put the fill when you have a wound on top of a garment which is on your which is on your body, because that we're saying with her it's not it's not considered bottle to the goof like a like a bandage would be. Yeah. Right, you say by right. I think there's different levels, right? There's, there's different levels. There's different right. different okay, levels. let's go. Let's go back to. Let's start. Uh, right, but he was, we're being machalic here. That if you if you can't put it on your arm directly, we said you could put it on a bandage, but you can't put it on a garment. He's trying to figure out why. Both ways is not on your arm. It's on something else. Sif of the Machaber says in the last line, the yad yamino, a lefty. If he does everything with his left hand He puts it on his left A lefty's left is his right hand It's very confusing a le- Right, The left hand is a weaker hand So when it says a lefty puts it on his left hand It means a lefty puts it on his weaker hand Which is his right arm So a lefty puts his tefillin on his right arm Says the mukhabir weiter on the top line on 74. Vim yodav, If a person is ambidextrous, he is equal in the left hand and the right hand. Menyach kol Then he puts it on everyone's left hand. So again, a righty puts it on his left hand. A lefty puts it on the right hand. And an ambidextrous person puts it on like a righty, like majority of people. And he puts it on the left hand. That's what the mukhabir says. And here's where it gets a little confusing in the mukhabir. Let's say a person writes with his right hand But he bats left He does everything else with his left hand But he writes with the right hand Does everything else with the left hand Or the opposite Or he writes with his left hand And everything else he does with the right hand So he does writing with one hand And everything else with the other hand Either way so to it says to Machaber, Yeish to those who say, biyad shetosh koach. Yod keha. One opinion says that he puts it on his weaker hand, because we need, as we learned, Yodcha, yod keha. So since he does most of his activities with his left hand, he's considered a lefty, and he puts it on his right hand. If he does most of his activities with his right hand, he puts it on his left hand, because he's considered a righty. The first opinion says we don't go by writing, we go by the majority of activities. That's considered a strong hand, and the hand that he writes with is considered the weak hand, and he puts it on the hand that he writes with. That's the first opinion. The Yesh and there are those who say, that the hand that you write with is considered your Iker hand, and you put the Tfilin on the other hand. So there are those who say, if you write with your right hand, do everything else with your left hand, your right hand that you write with is the ichor and you're a righty and you put your tzul on the left hand. So it's about locus. what's more important? The majority of activities or writing, what do you go by? And the Ramah says, V'hochi noog, that is the minog, like the second opinion that we go basr, which hand you write with. If you write with your right hand, you're a righty, even if you do everything else with your left hand. If you write with your left hand, you're a lefty, even if you do everything else with your right hand. Let's go back and see the mishabura, and mishabura says in sefkaton chaf The ayin That we discussed earlier about a lefty taking a righty tefillin or a righty taking a lefty tefillin. It says that yesterday, you know exactly how you do it, and we came out that you turn the tefillin upside down. Better to keep the knot on the inside, even though the mavarta with the tefillin goes through, even though it normally should be on top. It will end up being on the bottom. Better to switch that around and keep the knot on the inside. That's what that mishabura is referring to. But the Mishrubah that we're interested in is Sivkatan Khabbez. A very interesting Mishrubah, and we actually referenced it yesterday. Yadimino, an iter Yadimino, a lefty. Vafilu nasa iter al yedei shihirgil atzmo achakach vlo kach. A lefty is not only one who's born a lefty, a lefty is also one who for some reason trained himself to be a lefty. And for that matter, in the olden days when they used to force the lefties to be righties, so that person's a righty. If it's a self enforced leftiness, you have a inner of a lefty. That's what the Mishabu writes. Even though it was through him training himself to be a lefty, he still is considered a lefty and he puts filling on the right arm. Certainly if from the heavens, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he was forced into training to be a lefty. Meaning, kholi He got some kind of disease, some kind of illness in his, in his right arm. And therefore Hashem forced him into becoming a lefty. His right arm became weaker and all of a sudden he found himself being a lefty. Vinita mimenu. And the right hand's koch was taken away. So that person also has a din of a lefty. His right hand became weaker and now his left hand is stronger. So mid-life he becomes a lefty. Like we mentioned yesterday, or his hand is cut off by the wrist of his right hand. He was a righty, but now he has no more right hand, but he still has a right arm. So now he's no longer a righty because now his left hand is stronger. Therefore he gets now a din of a lefty. Since his right hand was cut off, he now has to do all his activities with his left hand. All these people have a din of a lefty, and he should put his tefillin on his weaker arm, which is now going to be his right arm. And then he writes, and then he writes. Obviously, not in the case where his hand was chopped off. And probably not a case where he trained himself to be a lefty unless he untrained himself. But in the case where he had a disease in his right arm, it became weaker. And now he had a refuah shalima and his right arm got his cough back and he became a righty again. He became ambidextrous because when his right, right arm became weaker, he practiced with his left arm. And now he got his right arm back. He'll be a great baseball player, a great basketball player. And now he's showing he goes back to playing tefillin on his left hand. So you have a guy who, is, who grew up putting tefillin on his left hand and then he got a disease in his right arm. He became a lefty. He puts his tefillin on his right arm. And now he has a refury shalema. and now he's strong in both arms which we said before in the Mechaber as a din of a righty. He goes and switches back now and puts tefillin on his left arm. That's the Mishimura Paskins in all these cases. I think we're out of time. So I want to see a Bir HaLacha on this, but we'll start from here. We'll see a Bir HaLacha tomorrow night. Yashakaya. You have been listening to a shir from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics or to hear an eon she'er on any Dafin Shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each she'er, please visit www.shasIlluminated.org.